to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. dry cheddar i don't like crumbly cheese that much so you don't no, no cottage cheese for brian oh i love cottage cheese cottage cheese is disgusting so. cottage cheese is delicious and it's no, good for you it's not it's like fucking wet People are super fucking, divisive on cottage it cheese. looks like fucking pus it looks like pus delicious pus it doesn't taste like it it's less <laughs> sweet than pus <laughs> what does pus taste like brian <laughs> uh, it's like a, it's like a sweet Kind of syrup. It's like Cairo syrup mm-hmm. with milk in it, like milk oh, and Cairo, yes. and maybe curdled like, milk. Yeah, like to the consistency of a sour cream. This is going to come up in a story, yeah. actually. Well, the prophecy is fulfilled. So, no, cottage <laughs> cheese is good. Yeah, yeah I, I love going to the to the salad bar. Yeah, you know, you put your salad together, you put a little little scoop of uh, cottage cheese on the side. I don't, I don't. Oh yeah, you don't mix it with anything. It's gonna yeah, be by itself. Know, it doesn't mix. I'm never eating a salad bar again. I don't think I don't think anything good comes from a salad bar. I think it's just I think they're oh. they're the hub of germs. Yeah, speaking uh-huh. of pus, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Think of all the people who drip in those things. Yeah, Oof. with their dicks too. They've got the clap and they're they're it's buck naked. The <laughs> just, well, they come in on they're their still naked, standing over the salad bar. They've got the drip. These guys coming in wearing their skirts on stilts. Yeah, with, you know, I read somewhere. I think they call it the drip is clap, right? I believe so. Yeah, which is also I think hammerhead. Have you ever heard it called hammerhead? <gasps> Ooh. You're the only one that's ever told me about Hammerhead. Tell them about Hammerhead. Hammerhead. We should have used this on the last episode, but I don't. That's all I know is that it's called that. What is called Hammerhead? The the clap. I think you get. No, used to talk about Hammerhead. I don't think so. Yes, you did. Used to talk about Hammerhead. That your dick would swell up so much that you'd have to take a hammer and pop the end of it to get it to put put the pus to shoot out. (laughs) I might have said I don't think. And I don't know if you made that up, but even if you did, it's still a uh, uh, horrifying. I don't think that's me. I like it though. I'm gonna claim it now. <laughs> no, it was you. It was for sure you. So so much pus collects in the head of your dick. Yes, that you have to smash it, it on a thing. You have to smash it with a hammer <laughs> to get it to shoot it out. And, and now that <laughs> I'm thinking about it, I'm like, hey, that's probably not real. But it doesn't even matter. Because the image of having yeah. to do that right. is so right. disturbing yeah. that it stuck with me for 30 years. Under the Wikipedia for gonorrhea, mm-hmm. it says it's colloquially known mm-hmm. as the clap, but it doesn't say anything about hammerhead. Didn't Wasn't Jay Leno in an episode of Good Times and he had gonorrhea in the clinic? I don't. I don't think I ever. I ever watched. Good you never times. watched Good Times, man. Yeah, Good I don't Times know was great. If it was all syndicated. We lucky we got him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Good times. Good times is filmed in front of a live studio. The only audience. good thing Norman Fell ever did. Yeah, no, Leno was on there, and he was. I think um, Michael was. No, maybe it was JJ. JJ or Michael had to go for something, and it was like a. It was a very 
very like of that era kind of special episode where it was in in between all the hijinks. Yeah. There was a lesson about not being ashamed to get a what the time was called VD checked mm-hmm. out at the clinic. Yeah. And then they changed to STD. I think VD sounds way cooler. So yeah. yeah. I don't know why they ever got away from that. Because Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, you're right. The massacre, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, Good Times was a, a crazy show and that um man, JJ Jimmy Walker was so famous for yeah. one of those one of those weird famouses where he was the most famous person in the world for like one year or two years. Right. Yeah. And then and there was, I mean, there was definitely like a big eras. There was the growth, but I feel like it just at some point he just wasn't famous anymore. He wasn't as famous. Well, yeah, but was he famous the same way that like in the same way that Gallagher was famous only in that like it was a, it was a, there was a beginning of the time, like the, like the curly haired blonde man. There was a beginning of, of, mm a time when that his humor was going to be well-regarded and then a definite end of a time when his humor was going to be well-regarded. And there was no hope for like, unless he changed his act entirely, like it's, it's, I can watch I, the laugh I mean, track. Tells me it's funny. Though, I don't, but didn't that character, I thought that was his, that was his act though. They made into a character. Am I wrong? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he was a stand up, but I don't know what his stand up was like really. Yeah. He still does stand up. He still does stand up. And Letterman always never stopped having him on. He was on yeah. Letterman once every yeah, two years or so up until the end, probably. But like in Letterman. Yeah. I don't know. I guess it's just a thing of like Urkel, you know, like. Not that Urkel was the most famous person in the world, but you know there was a year there where Urkel was like. I know I remember B. Arthur introducing him at the at the Golden Globes as the person who or who gave ABC like who like completely raised the share points of oh, wow. Urkel was so popular and was drawing in so many people it like changed ABC for a year. That's crazy. Did I do that? <laughs> <laughs> I guess I guess anytime you're you're famous enough that if Spencer's has shirts about you for a while, maybe that's yeah. the yeah. level of famous. So yes. like you're talking hair metal famous. Yeah, but I don't think that's it's a different category. Spencer's is they're always gonna carry, you know, Mahler Crew shirts. I bet they don't carry them today. Ooh, I bet you can get a Megadeth shirt. I bet there is one Spencer's in Texas you can get a Megadeth shirt at. <laughs> I, I you can definitely still get Metallica shirts there. Oh, wow. You absolutely can get all of that. I just was there recently, and you, oh. they have every every bad '80s hair metal band or great hair, whatever you want to look at it. They're all there. Uh, you were on location at a Spencer's. Yes, <laughs> special report. Doing an investigation. Were you getting a black light and some sexy dice? <laughs> yeah, they do have some <laughs> uh, uh, sex toys there now. Yeah, at Spencer's. They always did. They, they yeah. always had a little sex toy. The novelty. I mean, not like actual. More like sex games. It was like yeah. no, there games. was full on. There's full on dildos there. Now. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. At the mall? At the mall? Yeah. Did they? I wonder if they have it in the Denton Golden Triangle Mall. Uh, so I looked this up. I just googled Motley Crew shirt, and I got a Motley Crew poster, a Motley Crew <laughs> shirt that was called. Oh, I'm sorry, an Alistair Motley Crew shirt, a Girls, Girls, Girls Motley Crew shirt, and <laughs> a Shout at the Devil Motley Crew shirt. So oh. Brian wins this round. Oh, well, feels pandering. I don't know why. I don't like Isn't it. Isn't it weird that Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise has a brother named Motley? <laughs> so welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with. 
I'm Brian Camp. I'm Motley Cruz. And hair metal historian, the man who has lived his life like there's no tomorrow, True. down on the Sunset Strip. He's been to every strip club in Hollywood, California. Girls, 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 all the way down to Cheetahs, all the way down to Dr. Zog's Sex Wax Emporium. <laughs> Mark Ryan. Hey, everybody. I do like shopping. <laughs> Mark, Mark be shopping. Mark's be, Mark's be shopping. <laughs> mm-hmm. So this week, we've got two news stories, an arts and culture story, and then Mike mm-hmm. has a new story in Get to Know Your Podcast. Indeed, I do. Let me shoot. Let me keep talking while I make sure it's queued up. So it's not going to. No, I'm not like looking is, for it. I just want to make sure my bars in a row because I'm. This is how every teacher has felt with you, with you in their class. <laughs> no, it's, I have it right here. I'm looking. I, I, I got to go to my I locker. To, to my locker. My, I wanted to get my uh, bars in a row because I'm going from this page to this page to this page. I have it all laid out Ooh. the way I want it to because I'm a goddamn. You're a pro. fucking professional. Or do you want, are you going to tease the story? Are you going to? I will I mean, tease. Gonna... Hopefully, all of you guys listened to the last episode. If you didn't, go back and listen to it immediately, where we had guest Ashley Sharman talking about medical oddities. Mm-hmm. This week's Get to Know Your podcast, we are tying the idea of the medical oddity in with a story that's a little bit weird, having to do with UFOs. Ooh, we're going to get to these stories quick because I'm excited. I'm on pins and needles. (laughs) So our first story comes to us from the Dallas Morning News. Oh, DMN. Recently, a city of Dallas... Not the Dallas Times Herald Classified? No, it's been closed for... uh, 748-1414. Get results like you've never seen before. Used Used to be a radio jingle. Yeah, no, no. It was a, there was an animated television commercial called Seven Four Eight One Four One Four. Man, if there there might be one person who could listen to this podcast, yeah, there is that would find that delightful. The rest of you, <laughs> sorry. If you could find so some way to work in the Trophy Nissan song someday, <laughs> just not right now, but yeah, just... yeah, it'll come up at some point. <laughs> Naturally. Western Warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> so recently, the city of Dallas launched a health initiative for its 13,000 employees called the Well-Being First Campaign. It's not very well named. Well-Being First. In order to promote the initiative, the city gave goodie bags to all their employees that contained a cooling towel, a pamphlet with tips on nutrition and fitness, and a massager with the initiative's logo on it. Now, the city of Dallas is getting complaints because employees are saying the massager looks like a vibrator. The head of the Dallas Firefighters Association said, quote, it's very clear what it is and what it's for. And I don't think it should be distributed to city employees before adding, quote, our members want to know why it was approved to send sex toys to every fire station. Dallas's deputy city manager said the goodie bags were provided by Blue Cross Blue Shield and that people, quote, need to get their mind out of the gutter. Well, was it Blue Cross Blue Shield or Blue Balls Blue Shield? <laughs> if you got, you got something here to help you out, you know. Yeah, see? Well, and, and for the listener, let's remind them, Kevin, that this is the same city that both had and tore down a statue of a mind flayer. So, yeah. I'd, I'd hate for us to let him mention yeah. Dallas. Well, I guess it did happen. Yeah. yeah. Forgot about that. 
She also explained, quote, if you're sitting at your desk working all day and you can't get away, you use it for massaging your neck or your feet or other parts of your body that might be aching. Robbing even. That's an actual quote, by the way. But it's a dild. It's a just it's a, like a little mini like travel vibrator. It's got different heads that you can attach to it. I mean, I definitely oh. have never seen one that was intended for anything other than sticking up your <laughs> your batty hole, <laughs> <laughs> or you, you, you know, a lady's uh, front batty hole. She said that anyone troubled by getting a massager can file a grievance or reach out to her office to express concerns. Why do people care? Uh, yeah. This is a very confusing yeah. one. My first question is, when did fucking firemen become fucking losers? Well, that's a good question. I mean, like, firemen, firemen are the ones that are like, oh, no. Yeah. Like, firemen right. are supposed to be big fucking tough guys. Yeah. They'll, they'll, you know, either they're, either they're masculine enough to try it on themselves or they're like, use it on their, their, uh, their, supple lady wives right well, you know I, I yeah if they're bothered by this i don't trust them to run into a burning building right like what what do they think is going to happen i don't think that i i bet as one square fireman i know a lot of firemen yeah. i know oh. one fireman and i don't think he's firefighters actually i know one firefighter and he wouldn't have a problem with this and if i know one then i i then i probably know even more that i just don't <laughs> know that i know you know a lot of people I know tons. Some of them have to be firefighters. And every single person I know is pro-vibrator. Right. <laughs> yeah, it does seem like a real square thing for, you're right, Mike, for a, a firefighter especially to yeah. be up in arms about. Like, I get it if it was like, oh, we gave these to all, the, all these uh, managers of hobby lobbies, and then they got upset. <laughs> but like... Or like if, you were, if your angle was, why are we spending money on this? But it sounds right. like... There was no money spent from the city on this, right? That it was, yeah. yeah. Well, Blue Cross Blue Shield insure. provides the insurance for the city, and so right. I think that they provided this as part of that package, is what it sounded like. I bet everybody's deductibles two cents higher now because yeah. of it. People are outraged. Blue balls, Blue Shield. I, I I say we sue them for being too sexy. <laughs> sexy. This gift bag is too sexy. <laughs> well it will be it will come back if like on our last episode a lot of those a lot sounds like a lot of those things could end up getting stuck in people's rectums right damn near killed if them. that was a complaint but no i mean yeah that's if like if this was a maybe the firefighter is also a paramedic and the paramedic side of this firefighter is saying these are of a size that they're going to get lodged and lost in people's rectums damn near killed and them. that's <laughs> every time <laughs> honey <laughs> so let's say you get you get a gift bag oh, I and uh, and it has a vibrator in it and your mom's picking you up from the from the the job yeah. fair and you're like she's like mm -hmm. what did you get your goodie bag and uh, do you, do you show her or not? Mm, do I show it to her? Well, you're just you're going through it and you're going oh I got this towel and I got this whole thing and you look and I, there's one more thing and you, then you look down and you're like oh that's a vibrator. What? How old am I? 14. <laughs> it's better if you're 14. Have I just been denied going to a party that I really wanted to go to? Yeah, whatever. Your imaginary right. party. You just got back from the aforementioned Golden Triangle Mall where your, <laughs> your mom would not let you buy a copy of, I think maybe Public Domain was out oh. then. Oh, yeah. I was going to say the Anarchist Cookbook, maybe. Right. Yeah, at Walden Books. Yeah. One copy. I need you to go up and ask them. So it's behind the counter. 
It's behind the counter. You can only get it from behind the counter. <laughs> but don't make the nitroglycerin because it'll kill you. Uh, <laughs> what he said. Yes, I would pull it out and say, hey, mom, do you know what this is? Because maybe if you used it, you wouldn't be such a fucking bitch all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we lost her on the Patreon. That's uh, you. This is a much younger version of me. Now, yeah, I, would, I don't is... think I would even show. I don't even think I would. I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that now. You asked about a much okay. less evolved uh-huh. Mike Weeby. Yeah. Right. Our next story <laughs> comes to us from Fox Business. Oh, Fox Business. So hmm. escaping dogs and. Yeah, like going to hen houses. Yeah. Making you know? friends with basset hounds. Tricking farmers. <laughs> As we know. Brian is a big fan of hot dogs as mm-hmm. long as they don't have ketchup on them. Yeah. Now, Brian is literally in for a real treat since the Oscar Meyer company announced in late August that it would start selling what it calls cold dogs or hot dog flavored popsicles. Cold dogs were originated with the company's social media campaign called Stupid or Genius where thousands of hot dog fans voted to say hot dog flavored popsicles were genius. The cold dog itself resembles a hot dog colored popsicle topped with a mustard swirl. And it reportedly has the quote, smoky umami notes of Oscar Meyer's iconic wieners. Umami. Umami notes. Way to to dress it up. I like that. Well, that was from their literature. They also capitalized wiener for some reason. Well, it's a proper name. Like Anthony. <laughs> Dr. Tifa? No, no. Anthony Wiener. It's oh, funny okay. because his last name was Wiener and he That's got right. in trouble. He got in trouble huh? for showing his Wiener. This was a while oh, back. Yeah. He did it a few times, yeah. yeah. Did he, do it yeah. More? he did it more than once. Yeah, he did it more well, than once. I know there's a little more to this, Kevin, but this is... like I've, I'm curious if you guys have, uh-huh. have... like I've known of people and I've known people and I think it's like older older people that uh-huh. eat hot dogs out of the fridge cold all the time. Yeah. Like no, eating I, a cold dog. Cause they're, I mean, they're already cooked. Right. I, it's just slurry in a nitrate suit. Just I, eat. Oh God. I feel like I did that when I was a kid, <laughs> when some older person was like, no, you have a cold hot dog. But I, yeah, in, in the last, let's say 40 years, that mm-hmm. has not occurred in my life. Man, the texture is probably different. Probably ah, more you're of a, making me gag. This is not more good. of a gush, more of a, <laughs> Of a gushiness when you buy to do it, a real gush. Uh, well, I mean, you got to get your nitrate somehow, and if you don't have a microwave, then... that's why I just take vitamin N to, to get mine. Right. That is, uh, I, I that that's got to be just like a weird, like it's a joke. They made that as a joke, and it probably tastes real gross, and nobody buys it. But it's still, you get a lot of attention for making a thing that's so disgusting that no one would ever ever eat. It's just a joke. Well, so for now, cold dogs are available only in New York City, Atlanta, uh, New Orleans, huh? and Long Beach, California. Where do you get them, though? The one review I found, they had it at a, a Oscar Mayer Wienermobile, but I think they're mostly available at some kind of popsicle location in those... In those uh... Yeah, they probably got five at every location, and they're probably only ever going to sell two of them, and if someone... It's a dare. It's a whole like they probably bet a fucking bunch of whack pack morning DJs go down there and go, who's gonna try the hotsicle dog? <laughs> you wanna try a hot dogsicle? Who's gonna have a dogsicle to get in order to get in order to get tickets to go see Fog Hat down at the <laughs> at the climate change arena? 
They're sold for two dollars at a place called Pop Bar. Pop Bar. Huh. Pop Bar. Bar. How how much Pop are they Bar. selling for? Two dollars each. That's a deal. In these inflationary times, there's never a been deal. a better way to get your all your nitrates in one sitting. It's this isn't a real thing. This is a joke. This is. <laughs> well, what if it catches on? Essentially, yeah. this is electing Carrie to be fucking the prom queen. You know, mm. this is a big, a cruel joke, a cruel joke. A plate on who? Yeah, on hot dogs on, on the American public. <laughs> on the American public. Is this all about setting hot dogs for the big fall? I, it might be. You thought you were a tasty treat. It might be. So all the right. one review I could find online said both, "quote It's creamier than I expected," and mm. "quote I don't think I'd try this again." That's anecdotal. That's just one person. I can't That's spell every, the doom of dogsicles forever. So, uh, Brian, if we are mm-hmm. able, to, if we were able to procure one of these, would you eat one Ooh. on, I on the podcast? Trust something you presented to me as a dogsicle. If I knew the source, <laughs> I would. Ha- it would have to be the whatever wrapper. Yeah, if it was that they come in. If it had its safety seal on it, yeah, I would eat it. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna have to call in some. You're gonna call the big wigs down at Oscar Meyer. You're gonna call in some papers. I'll, I'll call. I'll I'll call some people in Atlanta and maybe get them to send me the same kind of right. dry ice container they ship human hearts in. This reminds me, as we're talking about a new flavor, a new fantastic flavor breaking through into right. the American cultural market. Yes. At Ice Paradise, mm-hmm. do you remember all the kids that would ask for pickle? Pickle, yes. Was that pickle flavored? That, that was a flavor that you offered it when you were at. We, we uh, did you guys no, we did not, did not offer. But they wanted it. They, they wanted it. They wanted it. They have that at Sonic actually every summer. This was a long time ago. Yes. Sadly, <laughs> those kids are Paradise. all old and beaten down by life now. Yes. Yeah. When they when we did not have since we didn't have pickle, I was always prompt to offer them a little drink that we made up called the morbid elixir. <laughs> and what was that? There's only one ingredient that matters in the morbid elixir. Sugar-free, Sugar-free root beer. beer. <laughs> Ooh, it's the worst. Ugh. So would you eat a, Brian, if it was available yep. and you, you were uh-huh. going past the snow cone stand, would you eat hot dog uh-huh. flavored snow cones? Yes or no? Yeah. I mean, again, it would have to be, it couldn't be some homemade bullshit. Right. No, it says extra nitrates right on the label. Sure. If it went through market testing, as I'm sure it has with Oscar Mayer, and it's uh-huh. been and the FDA's ruled on it, and I know it's a safe product to consume, then absolutely. I'm not going to let somebody throw a hot dog in a blender and uh-huh. put some ice in it. Okay. And have me eat that. That's gross. <laughs> Wanna throw my hot dog hard in a blender? Watch it spill around to a beautiful oblivion. <laughs> <laughs> Rendezvous and I'm through with you. <laughs> so, Mike, what would be what would be your acceptable? Because obviously you're disgusted by this. What would be your yeah. acceptable savory popsicle? I mean, anything that's not meat related. Okay, like a mushroom sickle that's not meat. I would I would have a weed flavored a cannabis strain would be pretty I'm, cool. That has to exist somewhere. Probably, right. honestly. I'm I'm kind of I'm a basic. Here's the best best popsicle of all time. Uh-huh. Bomb pop, red, white, blue. Yeah, pretty good. You know the best thing about the bomb pop though is it is it took so much longer to eat. Like the other kids finished their uh, ice cream like 15 minutes ago, and you still got like two thirds of a bomb pop. Yeah. yeah, bomb pops are the best popsicles of all time. And push ups yeah, are a scam. 
people that think push-ups are good yep. or you hardly get anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, both push-ups and bomb pops look like something you could shove into your rectum and damn near kill them. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Mike still hasn't gotten over last week. Yeah. Well, he's been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it. Do you guys, this is, okay. s- since now we're on the subject of, of popsicles and frozen treats, <laughs> this is very specific to a okay. very small group of people, Okay, none of which are listening to this at all, are going to have any familiarity with this at all. But I think maybe at least one of you guys, because I think I've talked to you about it before, Mike, long time ago at Six Flags. I know you're going to say. I oh, knew yeah. when you, before you even said Six Flags, I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> they were so the good. motherfucking pink, pink things. thing. In blue, well, they had blue things too, but the pink thing was things, where it was yeah. at. What is I don't know if I had a blue thing. I only had pink things. They were so good. They were great. I have no idea what they were. What are you talking about? Pink things. Pink things. Yeah. I don't know. They they weren't popsicles. They weren't ice cream. They weren't. They come on a stick. They weren't Jello pudding pops. They weren't. Right. Uh, and by the way, Jello pudding pops were fucking awesome. Yeah, yep, they were good. Thanks a lot, Cosby. Thanks a lot, fucking Cosby. We can lose Bill Cosby. We should bring back the pudding, pudding bop. But they were, I, they were, they were just their own thing, and I don't think what that, shape was this in? Like, and it was a cone. You unwrapped it. Yep. And okay. you in the and then when you when you when you ate it, uh, the the it was a plastic stick that you were holding onto. But when you ate it, there was a different like character that right. was this part of the stick that was in the middle there. And you never knew what it was. It was a different one every single time. Like, Oh, I got a dragon. Oh, I got a. So I looked this up and it looks like, it looks like they made a big popsicle. I don't know if it's ice cream or if it's like a, who knows what it was. Like a, it was a, a big, yeah. It's like a big popsicle. It's like the shape of a cup of a big, cup. Yeah, it was like a cup. Yeah. yeah. Pour off the cup. Like, I don't know if it's like a slush or what it no, is. It wasn't no, a slush. It's, it was thick. It's a real it was... consistent. It's it's a real consistent though. It's not like okay. it's not like chunks of ice or chunks of things in it. It's a yeah. homogenous, delicious thing. I don't know. What, it's what great. flavor was this? Pink. Well, the pink things were pink. Blue things were blue. Yeah, that's the mm-hmm. flavor. I mean, do you think banana flavor tastes like banana? Grapes yeah. not great. Oh, this it's article just... says it's cotton candy flavored. Well, it was. I don't mm. like cotton candy, and I did like this. So yeah, same. True. Cotton candy is gross. Moving on to our arts and culture section. This comes to us from the AV Club. Capitol Records recently signed an AI rapper named FN Mecca, which has more mm-hmm. uh, than 10 million followers on TikTok, making it the mm-hmm. first AI-generated rapper to be signed to a major label. Now, to get my co-host up to date, FN I Mecca... Knew, I already knew about F- FN Mecca. FN? Sure, yeah. Fucking Mecca. FN Mecca was created by the co-founders of the record label Factory News. Mm. They've been developing the AI for years, and they have a number of AI rappers on their label with names like Lil Bitcoin. FN Mecca is voiced by a human, but according to its creators, quote, everything else about him, from his lyrics to the chords and tempo underpinning his music, is based on AI. Unfortunately, it turns out that FM Mecca is also really racist. An activist, and I, I'm not going to give you those examples. If you want to know, go look at the TikTok. No, tell us. Yeah, uh, what makes it racist? Why, why not? It's the news. You're not it, being racist if you're telling the news, and you're and and you're spitting fire <laughs> when you say it. I'll give you uh, somebody else's reaction. An activist, okay, nonprofit called Industry Black tweeted that FN Mecca is in, quote, insults to the black community and our culture, and that it, quote, 
is a careless abomination and disrespectful to real people. And it suggested that all the money spent on the project, quote, be allocated to charitable organizations that directly support black youth in the arts, unquote, you know, because they'd rather promote black youth in the arts than some piece of software. One of FN Mecca's creators tried to explain that the AI was voiced, quote, by a black guy and that it, quote, it's literally no different from managing a human artist, except that it's digital. And also he seems to forget that he owns the artist in this case. And finally, he added, like, I think he's trying to fix the problem and he just complicates it. He says, quote, I'm the only white person involved. Nevertheless, 10 days after FN Mecca was signed, Capitol Records cut ties to FN Mecca and sent out a statement offering its, quote, deepest apologies to the black community for our insensitivity in signing this project without asking enough questions about equity and the creative process behind it. I, do, I don't believe that he exists. That the, that right. I don't believe that the AI exists. I think it's just a guy writing in a cardboard box. Generic, generic <laughs> rap. I mean, they have a guy. And what they're saying is like, oh, an AI wrote all these raps. Right. That's just like a word generator. Like it's not. Yeah. And then they get somebody else to rap them. I mean, I don't know. I haven't read any of the raps, but if, you know, unless it's just literally like, oh, we're going to like let it rap complete nonsense. I don't know. I need to read the lyrics to, to know that. Cause basically just saying there's something that spits out copy. Right. Of, right. Of, and I, I understand that like, oh, the copy is, you know, spit using, you know, racial rap lingo and that that's not okay. But I just don't even believe that they're even doing that. Right. I don't think an AI could do something that would that would catch on at this point in time. I think at some point AI will get so good that it will be able to sort of algorithmically figure out what people, what subjects and fl- I think it will get good enough that there'll be all kinds of like famous like AI singers and rappers and actors and stuff like that. But I don't think that that's for a ways off. I'm reading some of the lyrics and they are like borderline nonsense. Well, there's the, I know there's another recent story about a, a visual art contest that was won by an AI generated piece of art. Oh yeah. And it's, I read into that and it was, it's not, I don't think it's the, the type of AI generation that, that we're thinking of where it's somebody entered a, like one single prompt and it was just spat out this answer. It's a series of prompts. So it's guided. So it's almost yeah. like, like AI becomes the, the like. You can draw, yeah. You can draw in in pencil or charcoal or AI, and it's like drawn in AI. Right. Yeah. But all I can think about is like all those, all those poor factory workers that got made fun of in the '80s because they complained about robots coming into factory and taking their jobs. Everybody made fun of them, but these, these dipshits. Yeah. And here now, it's going to be a big man. Hail King Lud, man. We missed our chance back in fifteen something. I think that's when he was around. (laughs) <laughs> the Luddites you know what I'm talking about yeah yeah part of art now is the story of the artist you know right. like there's the more tragedy the more tragedy you have in your background as an artist the more valuable your art is right. and at some point too that there, there may be uh, you know the story behind the artist may ultimately go this is the story behind the AI it's, you know this this AI was made by this machine at this time with these 
quote. Maybe right. people will. I don't know. The, the, these these type of uh, the Intel processor. You know, it'll obviously be more than that. But it's an in, this is an AI made in in Germany with an Intel processor and uh, right. on a on a Apple IIe with a with an extra plug-in from Nintendo sixty four or whatever. I mean, obviously not those things, but like whatever computer components of that time and all those things will mean something to people like oh fuck nobody ever thought to put a nintendo 64 on there Ooh, how cool or maybe uh this ai is a it's a probe that we launched into space and then it collided with an alien spacecraft Mm -hmm. and it became a different thing and it was able to produce art no that's you're thinking of star trek one no, no it, it, Star Trek it, it's some this weird thing different. where it'd be this like, oh, different. it's changed. It's like it forgets pieces of itself. Like it used to be called Voyager, now it's called Viger. Yeah, that's, yeah that's something, like, just something like that. Right. The first Viger, Star Trek the motion Viger, like a And then thing. like a bunch yeah. of like a bunch of weird art 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 chicks get into it. Like a bunch oh, of yeah. bald art chicks, like a bunch of hot ass <laughs> yeah. bald chicks that are just like, like Mothra's caretakers almost. But yeah, totally. And they're fucking yeah. just walking around in like little 90s with their little cute fucking pert titties <laughs> bouncing all over. <laughs> like it's Studio 54 or some shit. And like, Vija, I want to go talk to Vija. They're like German broads and stuff. Are, are they, are, oh, is, yeah, is Captain sure. Kirk real into him? Who? Who? Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh, William Shatner, I mean. No, I mean, uh, no, we're talking about no. He's uh, an actor. Yeah, you never. No. He's old. He wrote tech He's old. He probably doesn't care about art. William Shatner just wants art. He just wants <laughs> paintings of horses. That's all he cares about. He loves horses. Didn't he drown his wife? Oh yeah. There's a yeah. There's that theory. It's not a theory. It's a fact. Mm-hmm. I don't need to be sued by William Shatner. I don't know. He confessed it in Esperanto. I hear. Mm-hmm. So. He was the first person to make a murder confession in Esperanto. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, are you ready for get to know your podcast? Yes, indeed, oh. I am. Get to know your podcast. This will lead into another thing. Uh, but first of all, there's a little bit that we kind of cut. We had a long episode last week when Ashley Sharma came on. We talked about medical oddities. And I was going to bring some of this stuff up then, but uh, it was sort of an extended uh, thing. And it'll it'll tie into the actual get to know your podcast. But first of all, let's talk about a couple uh, crazy diseases okay. that you guys I'm just wondering if you guys have ever heard of some of them I bet you can guess what they are like persistent sexual arousal syndrome can you guess you're always sexually aroused that's correct Brian Ooh. yes you're always on the edge of an orgasm on perpetual uh-huh. you're not brink. just you're not just you're, you're not just aroused you are ready to pop off in this you're ready situation. to pop okay the sensations are partially relived, uh, relieved through an orgasm, but may suddenly return within a few hours. It can lead to constant physical pain, stress, and psychological difficulties due to an inability to carry out everyday tasks. Because you're trying to do stuff, and you're just like, man, I got to bust. I feel like, in a way, just that describes being a teenager. Yeah, not that far off, really. Yeah, I do kind of miss that, but I'm also kind of happy about it, too. That you're not, like, every five minutes, like... I'm going to my room. Well, I mean, it wasn't so much that because I always had a girl around to relieve me back then. What was her name again? Sherilyn. <laughs> Did you meet her in the in the whole house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had freak. I had like a I had a like a season pass to a whole house. <laughs> 
<laughs> she would be a season's pass. Yeah, it was like a season pass to a hoe house. Okay. You had a discount with a can of Dr. Pepper. It's a... <laughs> yeah. Well, no, the, the Dr. Pepper can just got me uh, free lube. <laughs> uh, there is uh, congenital insensitivity to pain, which uh, it's just you're, you just don't feel pain, which is sounds cool, right? Sounds cool, right? You can fight dudes and they can punch me in the face and you just like go, give me some more, <laughs> motherfucker. And you take four hits and they get real scared at you because they're giving it all you got. And you're just right. like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but you don't also don't feel, you know, extreme, like hot and cold. So you could like lean on a on a on a hot stove and just sit there and go like, <laughs> Somebody cooking hot dogs? And then you're like, oh, no, your hand's halfway burned off. I smell nitrates. <laughs> you ever seen Tree Man? Oh, I have seen Tree Man. It, he's, he's like a guy a, in Australia? No, he's a tree. Malaysian guy where he grows all these these crazy... It's like skin growth. They look, it looks like his hands are turning into trees, but it's essentially like it's these little cuts. Your body just starts replicating like it's like an over stimulation of whatever it is that causes scabs but it creates like a way harder way harder thing and it looks like things there's another thing called stone man syndrome where it's this rare condition where you can your your connective tissues slowly turn into bones and it's like a gene mutation and it just makes you all it when you when you when you see skeletons of people like that it looks like it's just they all look like the font of a metal band. Oh, all their all, it's just cool. like just crazy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool to have. <laughs> but here's some kind of weirder, crazier one. Auto brewery syndrome is where your your gut starts to ferment. Yeah, and ferment your 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 whatever you've eaten or drank, and it make, it literally makes you drunk all the time. Yeah. Like you just like food, food turns into alcohol and the alcohol goes in your bloodstream. You're just like drunk all the time. Yeah. Uh, walking corpse syndrome is a neuropsychiatric disorder where people start to believe that they are either that they're dead or that they have body parts that are missing, even though they're like, no, my, I can see my hand here, but I know that it's gone. It doesn't exist. And you just start to believe that you're dead or that your soul's missing or your organs are missing. Uh, this one's, this is super fun. Foreign accent syndrome. It's like oh. a, it's like a brain oh, yeah. thing where you just start speaking with a foreign accent, yeah. which Tom Segura had a joke about it. And it is, it's hilarious. Like the idea of some giant guy from Scotland that gets hit in the head doing something in a coal mine and comes out and is like, you know, starts speaking like, like with a dainty, like a dainty Chinese woman, I think was his, his <laughs> joke or whatever. But it would be funny to start doing that. Alice in Wonderland syndrome. It's also called Todd syndrome. And it's these migraines that distort a person's body image. And it usually happens at night for some reason. You start uh-huh. like looking at people and their head looks really big to you or your hands will look big to you. Oh, wow. And it's just this kind of crazy thing. Let's see. There's uh, Alcap. Tonuria, which is also known as black urine disease. Can you guess what happens to you there? Uh, oh. uh, there's some other ones in here, but the, the one I wanted to end on, you got like parasitic twin, uh-huh. pica. We've talked about pica or yeah, sure. fucking stuff. Human werewolf syndrome. But what I wanted to tie into with uh, Get to Know Your Podcast is uh, a little disease we've probably talked about a little bit is uh, 
Hutchison Guilford Progeria Syndrome. Progeria kids. Progeria kids. Oh, man. That scared That's us. That's incredible. Progeria is a extremely rare condition yeah. where a person goes through a rapid appearance of aging beginning in childhood. It occurs in one in four million people. And there's so there's only been 131 cases reported scientific in scientific literature globally since 1886. The symptoms include aged-looking skin, alopecia, which is hair loss, brittle, fragile bones, kidney failure, joint abnormalities, loss of eyesight, loss of fat under the skin. There's no cure for this condition yet. However, in November of 2020, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved a drug called Zocanavine or Lofonavarb. It's a drug that can help reduce the risk of death due to the disease. I'm guessing, like the rest of you, I first became aware of progeria on a TV show called That's Incredible, where they would show people <laughs> doing all kinds of crazy stuff, like yeah. giant giant jumps and uh, yeah. people that can solve a Rivik's Cube in two With minutes. Their feet. Yep. Or, yeah, people that can, people that have bounced a basketball for days at a time. Essentially, mm-hmm. it was kind of a Guinness Book of World Records. But then every once in a while, they would roll out some progeria kids, which wasn't so much That's Incredible, it was more. Wow, that's really hard to watch and sad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was not... We watched it as a family. Uh, Progeria kids were uh, also brought out on a lot of Phil Donahue show, talk shows and stuff like that. Essentially, uh, listeners, it, it looks like like it looks like a tiny old person. For some mm. reason, it would make people's noses really, really sharp. No hair, big head, kind of a bit uh, like the classic gray alien which leads us to a film i think we've talked about for the aurora encounter the aurora encounter was a movie made in 1986 Uh and it was set in a place called aurora texas where Uh this and aurora texas a real place that has a real grave that our own very own mark ryan went down to visit right Mm -hmm. i saw the marker where the alien was was supposedly buried. Yeah. Yeah. There's the marker. There was yeah, Mark went and saw the 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 spot where the alien was buried. And I'm told it glows. Is that right? I was there during the day, so I wasn't. Did it I seem brighter than other things around it? <laughs> it did have a aura about it. Oh, ah, that's good. It make, when you were there, did it make your urine turn black? Because <laughs> <laughs> that could be one of two things. <laughs> One is alcopenia or whatever, or mm-hmm. alien radiation. Tend to not pee in graveyards. That's just a rule I have. Though. That's probably a pretty You're good rule. Such a fan of that movie, I piss on your grave. Yeah. yeah. So what's the deal with the Aurora Encounter? Well, the Aurora. So in real life, supposedly uh, a UFO crashed down in the 1800s, mm-hmm. and they found a uh, an alien and the the citizens buried it. And I don't know all the details on that, but they made a movie about this Aurora it's encounter. YouTube. It's on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing. Uh, it stars Jack Elam, who is the guy from Cannonball Run with the wonky eye. who's also <laughs> been in a ton of other stuff, yeah. but the doctor, the crazy doctor who smells his finger in, um, in Cannonball Run. Uh, he was also in Once Upon a Time, in the West. He plays the oh, town yeah. drunk and there's, it's, it's, it's a little, little town. There's a bunch of kids that are getting into stuff 
And Dottie West, who is a country singer, is probably the other most famous person in the in the film. Uh, but it's the story is uh, there's an alien that crashes down, and uh, the, the a bunch of kids find it, and they have a fun back and forth relationship where the alien is teaching them about stuff, and then ultimately. The kids are trying to team up with the alien and convince everyone in town to hold up some prisms so it will shine a light up into the skies and summon summon the spaceship to come take mm-hmm. this little alien back. And now, when they came to casting, they decided that it's really expensive to have a really good E.T.-like... This is post-E.T. <laughs> world. To get like a, you know... It's like prosthetics and the practical sure. practical effects were expensive back then. There's little whole robotics, crew, a whole crew of people to put that together. Puppeteering. So they thought, you know what looks like an alien is a kid with progeria. And it turned out that this kid, his name was Mikey Mickey Hayes. He mm-hmm. he actually he had he'd signed up on a Make-A-Wish Foundation type situation. So apparently, mm-hmm. I don't know how much, but I do believe that Make-A-Wish actually fronted some of the money for this very low-budget uh, film called The Aurora Encounter that you can read a lot of a letter of reviews on. And a lot of them, some of them are very negative about the fact that they cast a progeria kid and did very little to change his looks to make him an alien. Maybe a little prosthesis to give him some pointy ears. Right. And that's about it. And another thing about having progeria, it, it whittles your teeth down. So you kind of have sharp teeth, which Mickey had as well. So they, they cast him in there in this role. And, uh, and, and a lot, oh, but I was going to say, a lot of the reviews are like, uh, some of them are very much like, wow, this is very exploitative. Some mm-hmm. are like, actually, I think this is a great thing because this kid really wanted to be in a movie. But all the reviews agree that the movie is fucking awful. <laughs> it's just a really, really shitty movie. They all agree, too, that uh, the tone shift is quite abrupt at the end where the whole town finally gets together to hold up these prisms that shine a light up to the sky, bringing the spaceship back to take away the the precocious alien that is part of the Aurora encounter when, at the last moment... Uh, sheriff shows up and as the little boy is walking to the spaceship he shoots him dead oh my god so then it's just jack elam and the family burying the body in aurora apparently and i've not watched the movie but apparently the movie tonally does not prepare you for the fact that this was supposed to be a cute little alien that sort of befriends multiple people in the town and has a lot of fun situations, ultimately gets murdered by a, by a Texas sheriff. And, uh, and, then, and then they bury him. It looks like his soul apparently gets shot up into the spaceship. Oh, I did see somewhere after hearing about this that the Mickey... Like he really wanted to do this. Yeah, he did really want to do it, and he really, he really liked it. Yeah, like, and I think he tried. He wanted to act in other right. things as well. But yeah, not- and apparently he would. He was a guy that would go on all these. Um, That's incredible. He probably was on That's Incredible, but he definitely was on like Donahue and stuff. And I think that his whole thing was trying to be really positive. He apparently was very like a firm. He died when he was twenty-one years old. Yeah. 
Let me see. Let me just read some little quotes about the movie. Frustratingly prosaic, the film is strangely matter-of-fact in, in detailing the aliens' activities around town, which do not really amount to much. He plays checkers with Charlie, the old drunk played by Jack Elam, uh, most likely a nod to the other famously inebriated alien in E.T. He spies on Irene undressing in a window, a sequence presumably cashing in on Dottie West's reputation as one of country's racier stars. But in a kid's movie? And he befriends a dog, and then he later trades the dog to Jack Elam for Jack Elam's hat. <laughs> later scenes flirt with excitement, as when the alien intervenes to save little Sue Beth and her friends Ginger and Becky from, collapse, from a collapsing Indian cave. Or laser blast the gun from a Texas Ranger, but are ineptly staged or sandwiched between so much pointless chatter the target audience will have likely fallen asleep, just like Mark Bryan. <laughs> but that is the story. That's the story of the of the Aurora encounter. But the interesting, like I said, he's shot by a Texas Ranger because all these reports are going out to the um, the not the mayor, but like the constable of the area. And the constable is played by a Mr. George Spanky McFarland. Oh, no. That's right. <laughs> full, 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 full circle. <laughs> the little rascals have made their way oh, man. Into, pro, into the world of progeria. And so next time we mention the Aurora Encounter or progeria or George Spanky McFarland. The little rascals. Maybe you'll know just a little bit more about the podcast. <laughs> wow. Kevin. So I think that wraps up another week at the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. For each new listener that you find for us, we will send you a goodie bag that's nothing but INS branded vibrators. Just DM Mike Weeby on Twitter. Check out hey. the Anna's Perk Store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. See you in hell. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.